Eric Penn, the WBA Asia Heavyweight Champion, and you're listening to the All-Pro Jaffos. Let's go. This is the startup. This is like when you open the soda and it just the bubbles just start to fizz <laughs> before the volcanic explosion. Oh, but I'm not going to be the one exploding today. <laughs> we might have a very quiet mad six on the show. Quiet? My boyfriend is snap. I'm almost certain <laughs> to go off. My right. wife, McCarthy, fuck the goddamn running back, coach. Now, fuck <laughs> I'm starting with that guy in your picture right there. He need to go. <laughs> Elliot? Hell yeah, fuck Elliot. Zeke. He's garbage now. He need to go. Zeke oh, need to go. That's meow meow. Give Pollard the number one spot. Zeke need to go. Zeke He's ain't done. did shit in like three years now. No. Zeke got to go. Yikes. Oh, not Zeke. Zeke got to go. McCarthy got to go. Y'all could trade Zeke for some good draft motherfucking out. seven starters that have been out for like three weeks need to hear him bring that motherfucking ass back. Oh, you might shit pissing me off. The fuck you lose two games in a week. That shit, what the fuck? <laughs> Did the Jets I'm win not today? I'm, yeah, not they editing, I'm not editing <laughs> any <laughs> of this out. I like yes. the little intros that we have. The, little the, the Jets won today? Yes. Jets okay, good. Today, at, least. Shit, at least I won something today. Shit. <laughs> You beat you beat yourself in fantasy too. Hell yeah, I, it was kind of close there for a second. I was like, and I even took players out. I'm like, damn, I still gonna lose to myself. Oh, shit. Oh man, yeah, well, that was mm, fucking twenty eight penalties, huh? Disgusting. Fucking disgusting, man. Nah, that shit is bad. That's fucking. <laughs> pretty bad. It wasn't oh. for the fucking. I mean, the Giants helped us out today by beating the Eagles. So that kid, you know, because if, if the yeah. Eagles would have won, it was Eagles. only one and a half games behind. Yeah. Leave it to the fucking Eagles to make it difficult on themselves. Yeah. Well, let's I'm get this fine. started. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the All Pro Jumpers. It is Sunday, November 28, 2021. We are recording this. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, happy late Thanksgiving. Hope everyone had a good uh, holiday. Obviously, you guys know where we were on Thursday. Uh, right now, we're watching the uh, Sunday Night Football games. Had a bunch of the uh, <laughs> pretty interesting games to watch earlier today. Um, but before we get into all that, I'm your host, JP, alongside <laughs> me, as always, the best DJ and probably the most pissed off cowboy fan in the world right now, Mr. DJ Mad Sticks. I'm gonna sip my tea while you do this intro. <laughs> and 
610 beast from the southeast, Mr. Country K. Ooh, yep, he's just having the light. <laughs> he's ready. He's ready. Well, I mean, before we get into the story of what happened to San Francisco today, we have to talk a little bit about what happened today. The amount of shit that Mad Sticks was talking while the Bucks were losing, at least in the first half of that game, that they were playing against the Colts. The first thing I said is I'm not saying a word. I don't want to say anything just in case. And it was weird because Country K was eerily silent through most of the game, which is not – that doesn't happen. So usually he'll find something to say, whether he, you know, complains in the moment about what's going on or, 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 or something. He usually says something. But he was very quiet throughout what, up until – was it the end of the game? Oh, no, the game was over by the time I said stuff. Okay. So the game was completely over before Country K came in and just started saying the most stuff. And then the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day, um, 28 penalties. Uh, some of those penalties, as I look back, were uh, bullshit. I'm not going to lie to you. They're pretty bad. Uh, some of those penalty calls were were just absolutely horrible. Um, but other than, man. That, <laughs> other than that, it would – who – fuck, why am I drawing a blank on who you guys played? You guys played the fucking Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, of course I didn't watch that game because it had two teams that I just can't stand the most playing Raiders. in the game. And what's hilarious is it was the most viewed game – or the most watched game since was a fucking early 2000s or something like that. Uh, so I was just like, wow, the one game that I'm never going to watch ever becomes the most viewed game uh, ever. And the Raiders came in and it wasn't an overtime, right? Was it wasn't an overtime? It, it was overtime. overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Overtime Raiders. <laughs> I mean, it was close. Yeah. At least it wasn't a close. Somebody want to hear about close? <laughs> Anybody here? Shit about clothes. <laughs> the only thing you want close is close to million dollars. Right. Close to winning the lottery. You was one number off. Hell yeah, no. Nah. That's like <laughs> second place. Yeah, well, I mean, well, in that case, you still get money, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if you're one number off, you yeah, you are still getting paid. I want the whole thing. I don't want just a piece of it. <laughs> the whole enchilada. I want the whole... Why is my uh oh? Oh my fucking god! I just have not have no words for this past week. Uh, says uh, we, everybody, everybody should be back this week, and we'll see what they do. Raiders, Saints Thursday night. So at least, well, you got another Thursday night game. We got Thursday. We got yeah, we got the Saints this coming Thursday. You have Thanksgiving Thursday, and then the very next week you got Thursday night football. Work doesn't fit. Bad Yikes! Now, that sucks, have a, man. Should have like five of those seven players that we missing back. So we'll see. Should. I mean, it really ain't gonna matter. Now it should make a big difference. Yes. You got two starting receivers out, two starting defensive ends out. 
I guess. I mean, if they was productive. So here's my problem. Is it in New Orleans or is it in Arlington? Uh, I'm not even sure. Because about that matters. Because Amari ain't going to play if it's in New Orleans. He ain't going to play. You might just cancel Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it. <laughs> this is going to be one of those games he doesn't show up. <laughs> I mean, he, he don't play well on the road. So everybody know that. And on top of that, ain't like Demarcus Lawrence has had flashes of being good this year. But that's about it. So, yeah, man. Yeah, so we get him, Lamb, Gregory, and <clears throat> Lawrence back this weekend. I think uh, Cox. We got Collins back this past week. So, we'll see. What happened to uh, ABCD? I don't even know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> from it, I love how it went from – this is gonna be a playoff team. We're looking at the Super Bowl to fuck this team. Hey, I, know, I never said I never Did said we wasn't gonna make the playoff. I never said we wasn't gonna make the playoff. He didn't say that. I just said fuck the team right now. I never said we wasn't gonna make the playoff. I did. We'll win our division. That might be about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still up there right now. It's still it up is. there because y'all gonna be show split with Washington. You for sure split with Washington, so you you can't even beat. You can't beat the Raiders. You split with Washington for sure. For sure, split with Washington. And shit, Jalen Hurts might fuck around beat y'all last game of the year. But ain't those who y'all got last game of the season? The Eagles? No, we got uh, Washington. We got Washington, the Eagles, and Washington again. So that's the lineup. Okay, so shit. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. So back to back, and then you'll win the last game of the year. That ain't going to matter. So you'll take the first L to Washington and the second L to Philly. And then you'll win that second Washington game because y'all going to be like, shit, man, they got us fucked up. No, we got y'all right. (laughs) 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 Uh, This is a hell of a – I mean, the the Bucs ended up coming back and winning in the second half. The 49ers had uh, a pretty decent game, at least running the football-wise and everything. Uh, against Minnesota, up to the point where Kirk Cousins literally lined up behind the fucking guard where they had to take the time out. I thought they were trying to – when Kirk Cousins lined up behind the guard. Wildcat. Right. I thought they were going to, like, direct snap it <coughs> to uh, to Matt, to Madison that was in at the moment because Cook was out at that point. Um, later just found – we actually just found out that it's uh, – He's got a dislocated shoulder. Ah, damn. Um, so, a dislocated shoulder for a running back. I mean, what do y'all think? In a week, two weeks? Sometimes, sometimes shoulder dislocations aren't that bad. If they don't when do you're running, when you running the ball, they will because you, you release with you, you know, you going down with your upper body, so you take a hit in that shoulder. That's gonna hurt. You gonna be up for I'm, I'm not. <clears throat> Ugh. 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 Excuse me. Come on. <laughs> I was trying Christ not to fucking talk, but that shit was coming out when Mad Six was talking. I was like, shit, be quiet. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> God damn. But I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just 
when when Cook went down, when they showed the replay initially, I thought it was his knee because it looked like his lower body got tangled up a little bit. But then when he landed, you can see uh, like he landed on his elbow and kind of threw his shoulder up, and then he yeah, immediately he went. Up. He immediately went and held down over it. It's like at first I thought maybe he might have. Uh, like popped or like broken a rib or something like that because he was holding his ribs. He was holding underneath, like right here. He wasn't holding up here. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, maybe you might have done something about to to his ribs, but no, it's a dislocated shoulder. Debo Samuel, the very next play after that, because Dalvin Cook fumbled and the 49ers got it back, Debo Samuel ended up hurting his groin. And at that point in the game, Debo already had, I think, nine rushes for 145 yards. And two touchdowns, three touchdowns. That's a problem. And two, and two. two recep and two receptions for forty-five yards. That's a problem. That's a serious problem. To be all the way well, honest a, with you, this is the problem reason why that I can't... we. Go ahead. Is it a problem that we have a running back that can do it all, kind of like a Cordero Patterson? Two things. Firstly, he ain't a running back. Secondly, it's a problem because of the fact that you have eleven people that walk on that field. And only one doing something. And only one person <laughs> doing something. So, yeah, he's going to hurt his groin when he's the only motherfucker doing something. That's like Overplayed. LeBron going to the finals for 10 years and then eventually getting hurt. Duh, he's going he go to the furthest point that you possibly can go for 10 years straight. It's already 82 games. The man playing 100 games a year. <laughs> Come on, bro. He playing 100 games a year. And then he's getting hurt after 10 years straight of getting to the pinnacle. Like, come on, bro. Like, same thing with Debo Samuel. In order for him to break Jerry Rice's season record or whatever the fuck the record was, mm-hmm. he had to do everything. And that's a problem because you ain't got nobody to do shit. So it's like, yeah, I can't give your running game credit because you got a wide receiver running the ball. You I got mean, Debo four Samuel- running backs. Debo Samuel, the reason why we drafted him in the first place because of the intangibles that he had as a wide receiver. Okay. He's not like super tall. What he's on like six foot six, maybe five foot eleven, five foot eleven, six one Debo is. But he's built like a running back. He runs like a running back. He's a wide receiver who after the catch can literally run fucking people over. That's fine. You can use him on the jet sweep. You can use him on the, the way we've been using him, I think, is literally perfect. The way no, we should not. be using him. No. We just need to actually have it, – it, it can't be nine, nine touches, though. We can use him out of the backfield, maybe give him four or five touches or whatever during the game, but we need to have the running backs stable enough without injury. We need to have a stable committee backfield to where we don't need to give Debo that many touches out of the backfield. Bro, let's just, just keep worrying about giving it to him on the outside. I feel like you're trying to avoid calling a spade a spade, but you've said it. So I'm not going to say make it seem like you ain't said it. But right now, it just seems like you're avoiding saying it. Bro, your coaches suck. Your coaches suck. They ain't developed nobody. You got all these players on your roster and they ain't doing nothing. Yeah, Debo Samuel, you got the prototypical size. But at the same time, when you was going to the when y'all went to the Super Bowl in what, 2019? Was Debo mm-hmm. running the ball like how you running now? No. He was, and then they stopped. No, he wasn't running that many times. He was running no, the ball. No, that, that many that's times. That's what I'm no, saying. But they were, that's, he was that's being productive. 
he's that's what I'm saying. In the first he's half. always they been just productive. Stopped using it. He's always been productive. So that's one thing I ne- I always <laughs> give y'all credit for. Debo's nice. That's why I said trade Brandon Ayuk. You should have traded Brandon Ayuk. I mean, Ayuk after this Jimmy now, G. I look in hindsight. I look at it go, because Ayuk had a pretty decent. Ayuk had signs of Debo's rookie season in his rookie season. He wasn't as good as Debo, but he had the signs of being the same type of wide receiver. But then you look at it this year, and it's like, well, he hasn't really progressed. He hasn't really, you know, even the coaches have said it. He's, you know, kind of stalled. You know, see, so my, it's. See, my thing is when you when you look at it like that, it's like, here's here's the issue I have. Not saying you two guys are like that. I, honestly, Josh, you more like that. Domestics, y'all morally go on your fandom. Your fandom makes you think that these players are credible. You know what I'm saying? So I kept trying to tell you, I you was basic as fuck when y'all first got him. I'm like, he basic as fuck. Like, there's no point in making it seem like he gonna be some. He's splitting the field. He's splitting the field with Debo, and that's all he got. His rookie year, that's all he got. He's splitting the field with Debo, and that's all he got. All right, for sure. Nah, bro, he's, he he needs to be traded. Like, y'all, you need to use him while he's still an asset. Nah, ain't nobody going to take his ass. They'll give you a six-rounder for just him. Like, nobody would take him like that. Like, because, again, the potential of development. But at the same time, it's like you can't point another receiver that the Niners have developed. I don't personally think that the Niners developed Debo. I think Debo just always have what he got. I don't think y'all developed him then. Honestly, I've I've yet to see anybody y'all got on y'all roster currently right now that y'all developed. I mean, Kittle has developed from from the very beginning. Debo is a productivity of he 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 was developed well. Kindle. Yeah, he had the intangibles and the athleticism and everything like that, but the athleticism can only get you so far. I'll have Patrick fucking Mahomes. <coughs> and we've talked about that. You know, so, but they've had good development, just some kind of, sometimes guys develop slowly or they don't develop as well as you thought they would. And at this moment in time, Brandon Ayuk didn't develop as much as we thought he would. This game, he had a pretty good game. He was targeted, you know, more times than he had all year. He was targeted in the receiving game more times than Debo and fucking George Kittle combined in this game. You know, but it's like it's one of those he shows up for one game and he's productive, and then the next game or next few games, he's nowhere to be found. Oh, so Amari uh, Cooper. He, okay. He's okay. kind of like an Amari Cooper, except he's not taking the plays off. He's just not beating his man. It's not that he's not taking the plays off. It's just Amari Cooper takes the plays off. He can beat his man. Like, I feel like Amari Cooper can be more of an elite receiver he if he didn't take as many plays off. Oh, I don't see. First off, I, the, before we get on Lamar, well, before y'all go on Lamar, I don't I, – I've yet to see how George Keller developed. When he first came out of college, wasn't he a blocking tight end? He was a blocking tight end out the gate, right? He's always had the ability to block. So right. they didn't teach him that. He's, he's been I mean, able you to gotta catch, develop right? it over time. He's gotten bigger since we drafted him too. I mean, getting bigger ain't really a necessary. And, and, you, like, and, he, developed, not really and he developed the, from college, the route running and the receiving ability. How do you say we didn't de- develop Kittle? Tight he came you. into the league. He came into mm-hmm. the league knowing how he started the shit. Of course he did. He's him and Kelsey he started yeah. it. Him and Kelsey started it. Yeah. Kel- fucking George Kittle came into the league. He was a great run blocking tight end. One mm-hmm. thing. That was under recognized 
was his ability to run routes and catch the football and be get the yards after the catch, breaking tackles, everything else like that. That was one thing that they didn't really realize that George Kittle could really do. So they went like, okay, he, he has the ability to do this. Let's amp that up. Let's develop him even more so that he can become a better overall tight end. And then after his rookie year, after his rookie year, his second year in the league gets the season, the season record for receiving yards as a tight end. You just sat here and said that the man had an ability already. They didn't develop. He had him. a. Just, they he had, had a recognize. They recognized. He his had ability. a potential. He had a potential that they didn't realize could actually be something oh, that man. you know turned it like let's turn this into something. Like he can actually do this. He's more than what we thought he was. He's more than he's he could be more than a fifth round pick. Let's develop him into something great. That's what he's done. No, nah, man, I, I'm be honest with you. Nah, I feel I, like you're underrated. I have to feel like your hatred nah. for the 49ers is completely see the thing like, is just I, underdeveloping the whole thing. It's just like you're you're like it's because it's the 49ers that they don't develop people. No, it has I'm nothing just calling to do. The There's no facts behind spade. it. You're, Nah, I hate no the fans. I don't hate saying. the team. I can give ah, your team credit. I hate the fans. There's a difference. Tell me, like you get what I'm saying. And the problem is, you're not understanding. Mean to tell me, from rookie season, they're just always going to be that good. There's no, no development no, from rookie season no. on. So then, but how my can thing you is, say that there's no development? Because here? so here's here it is. If you you let me get it all out. So firstly, the way the way players develop, you got to show progression. One, soon as y'all got Jimmy G. George Kittle hit the scene. That's first off. It didn't he ain't like he developed. They y'all got a better quarterback. You got a better quarterback that throws to the tight end first before he throws the receivers. So now your target, your tight end is getting more targets because he recognized how good the tight end is. That's first off. Secondly, where's the development between that? George Kittle, like I said, he got bigger. So you're going from your college weight to your NFL weight. Every single player in the NFL, well, listen, like almost every single player in the NFL gets bigger from college to the NFL. They get bigger in size because it's different weight regimens, different stuff like that, different programs. So, again, that's not really development. That's just strength and conditioning. Everybody gets that. So, as far as George Kittle being the top guy, no, you just got a better quarterback. So, as soon as you got a better quarterback, George Kittle hit the scene and people start, oh, George Kittle. I don't remember hearing George Kittle name not once before y'all got Jimmy G. Not one goddamn time. Y'all ain't say nothing about no damn George Kittle. Not one goddamn time. I was saying time. it his rookie year. I was saying it his rookie year when he came out. Like, dude, this kid's going to be something. He, he is not worth a fifth round. He was worth higher than a fifth round pick. They were saying that at the end of George Kittle's rookie year going, fuck, this guy's going to turn into something good. I, I don't know. Because they have been the barrier of sports. Because like I said, I ain't yeah. heard nothing. I mean, absolutely, positively, nothing about George Kittle until y'all got Jimmy G. And then it was like, oh, no. Jimmy G's there. Now they got weapons. You, you know what I'm saying? They got weapons attention. to exploit. Your, your, hatred, your hatred for the 49ers caused you to not pay attention to what was actually going on with the team. I mean, I don't understand how it's hatred when I've been right about every single thing I said about your team. Not everything. The development well, hey, tell part, me why I've been not- wrong. The whole tell, development part of it, that they what, haven't developed, they haven't gotten any better than they were so in their rookie year. That's just Raheem not Mostert, true. Raheem Mostert not got better true. before he got hurt? Raheem he Mostert stole. wasn't even a rookie here. He was already That's in not the what league I'm saying. for six, I'm not talking seven about rookie. plus years before he came. I'm here. talking about your coach's ability to develop talent, not from being a rookie. 
no and matter if they're a rookie or a veteran. How do you develop somebody the last – what is it? He only played the last six games, including the playoffs, during that Super Bowl run. And then we couldn't develop him anymore. Why? Because <clears throat> he got hurt. And then we get him back, and he gets hurt again. You can't develop somebody. When did he get hurt? It was like week three, right? Yeah. It was like week three. And at that point, he was the top three leading rushers in those first three games before he got hurt. Averaging over 100 yards per game. Mm -hmm. Mostert was on the way to doing something. He's being a top five statistical wide or uh, statistical running. Okay. He was on the path to do that. But then he got hurt. You're raving about three and four guys. Eli Mitchell, y'all just signed him, and then he just benefited with a good O-line. Right? Y'all just got him. him. Oh, y'all draft him? Okay, cool. I don't know your team like that. That's why I said I hate the fans. You don't know the the team like that. You want me to hate the Niners so bad? Bro, the Niners (laughs) fucking suck, and they suck most of the time I've been out here. I don't hate your team. I hate your fans. Like you, you still keep making it seem like I got hate for the Yeah, yeah. I hate the Cowboys fans just as well. I understand that Zeke was solid. I give that credit. I give Amari credit for being decent, but I like CeeDee Lamb a shit low better. I like CeeDee Lamb. I like Michael Gallup. I like a couple people on the Cowboys. I say Trevon Diggs is a good corner. I give them credit, but I give Mastic shit about his team. I don't (laughs) like the fucking Cowboys fans. Just like I don't like the Niners fans. It got nothing to do with your team. It's the fans. That's what makes me hate teams because of your fans. Your fans are obnoxious fuckers that don't realize that you have players that are not going forward. They're not going in the right direction. That's what I was saying about developing your talent. Your O-line has got better. It seems like you got a good fucking O-line coach. (laughs) But your running backs coach has been like, okay, at best. Your receivers coach ain't developed no fucking body because, like I said, Debo came in and he was like that from day one. Y'all had a bunch of motherfuckers that ain't getting no better. You let go of her, you let go of a whole bunch of motherfuckers that y'all drafted, and they gone. I thought you we said y'all let her. go of her and he went to fucking the Patriots. What receiver y'all had and he went to the Patriots? Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne. Bong. And Bourne, you've been saying he balling, right? No, yeah. I, I said he was one of the, even when he was with us, I was saying he's one of the more underrated wide receivers but that's in the entire my, league. And that's I was my actually point. pissed when he left the team. I was like, but, wow. But that's but my okay, point. When you get players, out. you get players that leave your team that was in the same system and then you go to another system and get proper development. Look what the fuck happens. Look what the fuck happens. The coaching. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's your coaches coaching. not developing really talent. The same thing with the Cowboys, and the reason why I think the Cowboys, like I said, so I they started the out fucking mind, amazing, but I don't think they're going that far because Mike McCarthy ass. <laughs> the, the way the way you're wording it makes it seem like they're not being developed at all. What? But when you explain it, what you're actually saying is they're being developed, just not to the fullest capability. Just not. They're just the not being developed with the Niners, is what he's saying. They're, they're being no, I'm saying teams. that they're not being. If they like, wanted to be developed with other teams, they they would be better. No, or they were what to I'm have saying a is, coach that they would develop better. I'm saying exactly what I mean. They're not developing at all. <laughs> they're getting on your team, and with the talent they got, they're just not going forward. Like they aren't putting new tools in their fucking tool belt. There aren't like there's no more accessory pockets being added onto their fucking uh, bat belt. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, like you can only have so many. What? <laughs> what, what else? What else are you going to be able to do at certain positions? Like at receiver, you're supposed to master the, belt, the entire like, route tree. 
every route on your route tree should be a money ball. Every single fucking shouldn't, route on your route tree should be a money ball receiver. Every run, inside, outside. Tree, by the time you get, because let's be honest, the route tree is exactly the same. From high school all the way up into the NFL. Route tree is the fucking the same. So by the time you've gotten into the NFL, if you are at least basically one notch below black belt, as an example, you're not even going to be close to being a third, second, third, fourth round pick, whatever. I you, don't understand, you don't understand the route tree. Mastering got... the route tree and understanding the route tree is very different than actually executing the route tree. Work and people's ability to run that's something different but understanding the route tree if you don't understand the route tree by the time you get to the nfl something's a problem i didn't say understand i said master firstly and secondly i got two names for you the second one for sure gonna be uh uh unpopular opinion i've said this shit multiple times on here firstly michael thomas has two routes a slant go ball that's all he got yep. Yep. he was said to be a top five receiver in the league, like we literally, the first year we was talking on, on this show, first year on this show, we literally had the argument. If he was a top five receiver, he was a top five receiver. And I was talking shit like, how the fuck is Mike Evans number eight? And Michael Thomas only got two routes. That was the very yeah. first year. Michael Thomas, yeah. they were like, oh, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas. And Tyreek fucking Hill. <clears throat> Tyreek Hill has two routes. He has a slant and he has a go ball. Go be fast, Tyreek. Go be fast. So you got. I mean, I've seen I've seen Tyree Hill put some moves on DBs and stuff. I mean, you still got to be able to get a like get the separation and everything else like that. I just want to be fast, You're bro. Still able to do that. That's more of the threat. People are afraid. You got to remember when you got to run it. When you got a receiver slash running back like Tyree Hill, you're more afraid that he's going to take the top off the building. That's true. So they're they're already in retreat. Every DB that line up in front of them in retreat unless they're in zone. You see what I'm so saying? You give him a slant route to give him the ball quickly so he can get up the field quick because of all give him the ball fast and go be fast. That's all. That's pretty much is go be fast by yourself or let me get this thing to you real quick and then go be fast. Um, that's just that's just my opinion for what I've seen of him. And on top of that, the Super Bowl, <laughs> I watch every second of that motherfucker multiple times. Tyreek Hill got two routes. So that's why that's what I'm saying about, about all of this. Like I, I agree that uh with your overall statement, how talents develop, how things are done and stuff like that. It's just it's not happening for you guys and Kyle Shanahan's staff right now. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. It's like that's what you have to recognize. You guys got a flash in the pan for having a bunch of rookies in good spots to where they was able to impact the game. Once they're no longer rookies, everybody's able to see all that tape on them and they're able to, you know what I mean, plan for them, mm -hmm. game plan for them. Those rookies that have been impactful. Like I said, the only one that's been consistently impactful is Debo Samuels. He's been consistently impactful since I've seen him. Everybody else has been... All right. And that includes your boy Kittle. Uh, because I'm trying to tell you, him and Debo been having to do too much, and Kittle's injury prone in comparison to shit, everybody the fuck else at tight end, other than Gronk.
Yeah. You better have him too. I don't think y'all win that game. Of course we wouldn't have. Smacked up. Obviously we wouldn't have. That's two touchdowns off the board. <laughs> we lost. We only won by eight. Like, I mean, the defense itself, I was just like, good God. You're just letting too much go. Yeah. I have no faith in y'all. I mean, as of the standings right now, we're the number six team in the wild card spot. At six and five. It's just a matter of holding on to that spot or getting better to either maybe the five seed. But we're sitting in a decent position. One, three straight. Not bad. Not bad. But that time we went like basically lost five straight, that put us in a huge hole. <sighs> but what, what's the Cowboys record right now? Hold on. Still number one in our division. <clears throat> Doesn't tell me the record. Right, still number one in our division. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Is it at like six and seven four? and four? Seven, seven and four. four. There's, they won seven. They won seven. Don't don't cheat them. Don't cheat them. Still now. a better, still I, a better record than the Niners. Yep. One game back. Still winning um, our division. One question, fellas. Uh, who has the best record on this uh, podcast right now? Can't hear you. Get quiet. Man, we ain't, talk, we ain't talking about that. We talking oh, about Dallas. Oh, okay. We talking about, about the Niners. Show, 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 show. All right, show, show. Now you know I hate you. See, I hate Tampa the team. I don't know too many Tampa fans. You're the only Tampa fan that I know. So but it's, I'm like, I'm just gonna hate the team. It's authentical with me though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're the only Tampa fan I know. I'm like, I don't think I've ever met any other Tampa fans. It's all yeah, especially like I hear. Hey. My boy, uh, my boy who uh actually I can call him my old former teammate because I played with him for a little while and I left that team. Um, but He's a Tampa fan. He's from Cali. Mm. And I asked him why. He's saying Warren Sapp and them boys when it was Derrick Brooks and all of them. Mm. Like, that's when he joined. Yeah, I was going to say, we were still like, kinda... anybody out here it was a yeah. Tampa Bay Box fan, it's because of that. Yeah, we yeah. Warren Sapp, Derrick Brooks and all of them. <laughs> Which makes mm-hmm. sense. I'm not mad at that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at that. Because that's just what At this point, years... it's a long enough fandom to be, okay, you're a fan. That's yeah, I can accept that. I can accept yeah. that. That's, that's almost yeah. 20 years. I can accept that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, but people that just be like, oh, I'm going to just join your team. Bro, this guy I know was a Cowboys fan the longest time since I met him. Knew him for over 10 years. The man, as soon as the Bucks got Brady, he talking about, oh, I'm a, I'm a Tampa fan now. <laughs> I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, do we don't need you. Go ahead and go over to Tampa. We don't need no fans like that. Fuck that. I don't want you. I don't <laughs> right. want you. Yeah. Like, as soon as we lose, you're gonna be panicking, bro. Right. No, oh, yeah. I, I knew a, I knew oh. a Raider, I knew a Raider fan that literally had gotten so fed up with the Raiders lose. This is, I guess, like just before Derek Carr came in, and the Raiders started doing some good. Um, <laughs> he literally like, you know what? Fuck the Raiders. I'm done. I'm becoming a 49er fan. And he's literally been a 49er fan since. 
He stopped. I remember high school. It's funny. Everybody thought I was a Dolphins fan because for some reason, my uh, family had bought me this fucking Dolphin starter. <clears throat> and it was like the only coat I had at the time. So I'm like rocking the fucking Dolphin starter. Everybody thinking I'm this Dolphins fan. I'm like, hell no. I'm about to take that shit back and give me my Cowboys jacket. I'm like, I was where y'all say, I'm like, hey, some of those from? starter jackets, no matter yeah. what team it was, are pretty fucking nice. I ain't gonna lie, that mid six, mid nine, I said sixty, mid nineties starters joint. Mm-hmm. Hard to know what he talked about. The motherfucker yep. floating around. <laughs> yeah, oh, right there, yeah. It was I remember, man. I remember I watched this dude get his ass beat for his jar. That's when they had the. Uh, remember they had the starter jackets, but then they came out with the puffy starter jackets. The long ones, the trench coats. Yep. So I had one of them. I had a uh, Spurs one. Again, mm-hmm. bought me a jacket. I didn't even like the Spurs, but they'd be buying me some teams I ain't never even rooted for at the time. But I used to rock that shit. You got a long trench coat. I wasn't even tripping. Man, we was at a basketball game in high school. These fools came out, and I seen this mob. This dude was on the payphone. seen this mob just run towards him and just whoop his ass and just strip him of his coat. And I was just like, so, you know, they looking my way. I run back in the line. I run back in the gym. I'm like, y'all ain't finna jump me. I'm like, this is my sure. 20 of y'all fools jumping this fool. Y'all ain't finna give me. For a jacket? <laughs> For a jacket. <laughs> this is like I'm over a fucking wild. jacket. Josh, you gotta remember. You gotta remember. This was the 90s, firstly. Yeah, this, this 90s and this is sack back in the 90s. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Sack no, in I, the 90s. I actually, I actually <laughs> um, knew a kid when I was growing up uh, over in Texas. Like, um, or like mid late nineties. I think by this point I'm like eight, nine years old. Um, kid who was older than me though lived right down the street, had one of the Raiders starter jackets. And um what you call it? He got fucked up for his jacket and they took the jacket off of him and literally just like cut the shit. Oh, they right were not fans. Uh, no, this was in Texas, so I feel like they might have been Cowboys fans. Nah, we don't do shit like that. Yeah, bro. Uh, see, nah, no, see, not. that's what I was gonna say. Like when he had I the Dolphins jacket, the Dolphins right. in the AFC, so that's acceptable. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if they's NFC, now I, I feel like that, that's egregious. You know what I'm saying? You in the same? You give me a team that's in the same conference, like that Spurs to Lakers, that's egregious. That's egregious as fuck. Like y'all yeah. know the Spurs is rivals. Like what y'all doing here? What are we doing? Right. Here? <laughs> are y'all punking me? Where's Ashton Kutcher? Ashton Kutcher, come on! Mm-hmm. Like, what? What are you doing? What are we doing here? All right, but now nah, I'm telling you, no, nobody in my family has ever dared, ever dared try me like that. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Ever dare, ever dare try me like that? Don't give me nothing. Right, magic. <laughs> Don't give me nothing, Florida State. And you better not. I mean, I repeat, you better not give me anything with Nolans on across that thing. I'm telling you, we're gonna have a whole problem. It's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem. We're gonna get you a Simeon jersey. We're gonna go to the podcast. We're gonna chip in and get you a Simeon jersey for Christmas. For sure, for sure, for sure. I got I got hey, I got you a Teddy Bridgewater on the way. I know. Matter of fact, matter of fact, both Teddy Bridgewater. Derek, you, got, you got me a car. You're gonna give me a car. I'm gonna get the kicker. I'm gonna get the kicker. <laughs> I'm gonna get the kicker. He won the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> Shit, that's too funny. Hey, look, I'm telling you. 
<laughs> and, and Josh, don't think you alone. We will be getting oh. you some paraphernalia too. Don't do right. that. Like, don't don't think you left out. We are not leaving you out, sir. You can get a Derek yeah. Carr jersey. Matter of fact, Deshaun Jackson. Something. Not I think Josh be secretly rooting for Philly when we ain't on the podcast. You know, <laughs> I feel like he got married into that. No, no, right. <laughs> no pun intended. I feel he was married into as, that, but when they were dating, as as right. much shit as I've given the Eagles to my wife, the Eagles, you really think I'm no, but yeah, just I mean, y'all got y'all got I can't, that family. Though. I can't, like, y'all look, got that. I, look, look, no, 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 no disrespect to my wife at all because she's not a, a typical uh, Eagles fan, but uh, I am not lumping myself. <laughs> with that fandom, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've seen what Eagles fans have done. They have fucking pelted Santa Claus with snowballs at games before. They've done some shit that just fans. Yeah, Eagles fans are fucking raunchy. <laughs> so, yeah, they disrespectful. Yeah. The city, city of brotherly love, love my right. ass, my ass. When it comes yeah. to the Eagles, there is no love for anybody. <laughs> and Stephen Nick Foles. Check this out. Next hey, year, there's uh, my exactly. birthday. They got a statue of him now. Next year for my birthday, I don't know if y'all want to go, but I'm going. We're going to. Uh, I'm going to Dallas to, uh, see, to see one of the games. I'm with. But that. I just want to go. Like I basically want to go like to see the stadium. Not even like because the tickets I seen like for nosebleed like 138, and then it's basically good. yeah. So it's like, but nobody like sitting they see like I ain't there to like. I'll pay the 138 just to walk around, you know, the whole stadium to check out the stadium. Yeah. Mm. So that's uh, that's what I want to do. That's what I'm doing for my birthday next year. So I got places to stay. I got all kind of family and friends out there. So they like, you know, whenever you want to come out here. So I'm thinking See, I got, uh, checking the game out next year. I got some uh, former uh, Jaguars from San Jose City that's from Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, my yeah. brother's out there and – Caleb's out there over it. Yeah. So like I'm like, shit, we could all get together, shit, go to a Dallas game. I mean, it don't matter who they play, it's just it's just yeah, going to a game and I want to yeah. see Jerry World. I ain't gonna lie, I want to see Jerry World. Yeah, I want to see it. I just want to go check it out. Because I was hyped. Everybody who I know have been and said it's like hella dope. They say you gotta go like see the stadium. It's like basically just to walk around, just you ain't I'm sitting in your seat because you just want to see the stadium. See if by then. Hopefully, because it's a year from now. Yep. From where we've already started, and we'll talk about this in a minute. Hopefully by then, maybe, somehow, some way, if you don't even have to pay for the 139 for the tickets, we fucking find the meet. We get media passes. We'll be in that down on the field or in the press box or whatever oh, for that. Shit, hell yeah. Oh, man. man like, you have a birthday present for free. Yeah, I'm like, that should have been that'd be hella dope right there. Be on the field. Oh yeah. I'm gonna see what I'm gonna I'm gonna try and find out for that what has to be done to get media credentials yeah. for that. Media, yeah. Who do I gotta talk to? You gotta talk to so who do I gotta talk to? What do we gotta pay? What do we gotta do? What do we like what, what I say I know. say fast shot is the re, uh reply on Jerry Jones <laughs> everything. Yeah, just re- talk to Jerry. Jerry get you in there. Talk <laughs> to Jerry or talk to uh Marshall. He got the oh. NFL, yeah. <laughs> but like Marshall, remember when we had you on the podcast? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How can we get into Jerry's world on the media path? 
Shit, I think I mean, we have a better chance of getting into a real game. I feel like we'd have a better chance of getting into a Ram game with him. Yeah, man, than shit. we would a Cowboy game. You should be trying to get into Levi's. Honestly, oh, absolutely. I was. Absolutely. I'm be honest. I went to Levi's and Candlestick, and I was hype on both of them. But I went to Levi's uh, for the pack for the Pac-12 uh, championship game. Mm-hmm. My Washington and Colorado. So bad. Yeah, I remember Washington. that a couple years ago. Bro, I yeah. went to that one. That shit was fire. I was in that yeah. thing. Bro, I, I was in that thing. To, uh, that I shit nice. I've been to Candlestick. Yeah, I'm in the Candlestick Levi, too. Levi, yeah, I just say Levi is. It's more of an entertainment venue, honestly, than it is really a football stadium. Oh no wonder like why I went to football games. The home side, the home side stands are like real, real fucking small. And then you got a gigantic press box that when the sun hits right, anybody on the other side of the field is getting sunburned. <laughs> you Looking better come ass. in with some you better <laughs> get some sunglasses, some suntan, some <laughs> suntan lotion. Whatever it is, goddamn canopy. Because that sun is gonna (laughs) pop off that goddamn press box and hit you in the face. It's it's and wearing jerseys, you get those itchy fucking sunburns and shit around the neck and stuff. Uh, It's it's hold on, you raw dogging your jerseys? No, you ain't supposed to raw dog your jerseys. No, I got I got shit underneath it, but the fucking there's parts of the jersey sometimes that get towards the neck. It's just uh, annoying. Oh, yeah. See, that's why Especially when, when I, you get sunburned. I gotta get these pro club. These motherfuckers be damn near suffocating your ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe grabbing your throat like, motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> got damn near a turtleneck on. <laughs> Man, I'll take these pro clubs, bro. That's why I don't got too many of them. I only wear them when I got jerseys. And I grabbed this one because I was trying to really grab clothes real quick because I was still wet from the shower. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I mean, no, like, seriously, we should, I think, at least by that point, or at least leading up to that point, yeah, we can, you know, make basically say that, all right, we can prepare ourselves for paying whatever it is that we need to pay, but we can fucking try our damnedest to try and get those credentials to get the full-on experience of the game. Like, that would be fucking insane, being on the Mm -hmm. field at Jerry World. Doing the you know the press bo- or the the press box on the field, post game, oh, pre game, access to the play. <sighs> bro, can't, hold on. Let we'll talk about it in a second. Let, let me talk, but let me get this thing out of the way. You guys already know the uh, before we get into the story about what we did on Thanksgiving. Uh, you guys know this episode is brought to you by Rays Energy. You guys know where to get it. RepSports.com, R-E-P-P Sports.com, and use the promo code AlphaRays to get 15% off of your order. The mystery flavor, the mystery holiday flavor, has both already come out. Uh, so you need to get those limited time offers now before they are gone forever. Uh, once again, RepSports.com, R-E-P-P Sports.com, use the promo code AlphaRays, 15% off. Thank you, Rays. Demand more. Join the rebellion. You guys already know. So, <laughs> we had a very interesting Thanksgiving. We were, our, uh, myself and country, <laughs> myself and country K. Um, unfortunately, Matt Sticks couldn't come with us. He was here with his family for Thanksgiving. 
you know, cooking up, doing their thing. How was that? Uh, or, wait, no, that's for Christmas that you were talking about that gumbo. What, oh, yeah, what gumbo for Christmas? I didn't cook shit. I mean, I made the uh, dressing, but we went to our uh, in-laws. Like my wife, she made all of the uh, like the sides, and she made like the uh, the sweet potato, the candy yams, and the mashed potatoes, and. Uh, but you didn't what make it yourself. Hold on, she made uh, it. Uh, casserole with the with the young know, tomato on the top and with the uh, marshmallows. Yeah, uh, and uh, with the pecans mm-hmm. and the fucking yep. goddamn. <laughs> but she didn't, she just put the uh, marshmallows on there. She didn't put the pecans on there. Just the oh, marshmallows. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. ooh, I'm sorry for interrupting, but that's bro. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. That, that's <laughs> right. not even a Thanksgiving joint. Like that could be, bro. It's a Every day, yeah, yeah, daddy. When I was hard, growing yeah. up. When I was growing up in Florida, bro, there's a restaurant called Buddy Freddy's, bro. They used to make this sweet potato casserole with the pecans on top and the, you know, some of the sweet crunch and shit like that. Mm-hmm. No marshmallows sometimes. Like, they hit the no marshmallows or they hit the marshmallows on it. I'm talking about everybody in the restaurant. As soon as they lay it out, everybody in line for that joint, bro. I'm telling you, they got to put, like, two pans out. The shit's so fucking good. That mm-hmm. place is one of my favorites, but continue, please. Yeah, so we just went to the in-laws, and then she made, like, uh, four sweet potato pies. Um... And the macaroni and cheese. She made like a five cheese uh, macaroni and cheese. God damn. <laughs> yeah. So. And then we went over to the in-laws. They had uh, we had prime rib over there, ham, you know, and then the sides. So, uh, you know, nice and full, and That'd I'm ready to uh, hook up this fifty quarts of gumbo that's coming up for Christmas. With about a fifty quart pot, and should I fill that bitch up? What day Christmas? Uh, <laughs> right? Nah, everybody invite. Like I told you, hey, hey, I come through. Yeah, I'm not even sure what day. Of, I'm not even sure what day it's on day of the week, but I think it's, it's gonna be hella gumbo. So I'm trying to see what day is gonna be left. What's what's left? All of the kids gonna be gone. So 25th is on a Saturday. Bong yep, Sunday, yep, we yep. can just record on the day after. Uh, Sunday, yeah. Oh, yep. I'll get me a leftover joint. Okay, <laughs> right. Make that trip set for that. <laughs> Oh, that no, you got 50 yeah. quarts. Hey, y'all, they can't distribute all that between all y'all. Right, yeah, no. <laughs> okay, some gonna stay. I know a lot gonna stay. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, so, I mean, me and Country K, we ended up uh, getting media credentials, um, basically through Leslie and Coach Joe and uh, Mr. Lawrence Fan, fucking great dude. Uh, talked to him a little bit. Uh, he even invited us to do the season wrap-up um, interview with uh, Coach Brennan on Tuesday, which uh, definitely going to be a part of. Um, I even had that Tuesday off, so that's going to be really cool to hop on there, maybe ask him a couple of questions and whatnot. Um, but uh, we were there, uh, again, for San Jose State versus Fresno State, the uh, battle for the Valley Trophy. Uh, senior night, last game of the season for San Jose State. Um, so the atmosphere you already knew when you walked in was uh, pretty palpable, especially uh, it being a rivalry game. Being on the field, you can really feel it, especially in the beginning of the game, not so much after the game. Um, but during the game, um, in the beginning, we were getting some good shots and stuff like that. But before – before we even really got there, um, I had I'll to drive. Hold on, coach. I'll take I, was, I had to drive from Sacramento. I 
came from uh, Sacramento over to San Jose, dropped my wife off over at her sister and her dad's house uh, at around like 8.30 or whatever. So I was getting to the field and it was getting close to 9.30 when the roll call window was supposed to open up. And I'm pulling up to the field and the next thing I know, I get a text message from Kay saying uh, my car battery died. No, I and, said my uh, car died. Oh, yeah, I, said, I, I say I'll take over from here, coach. So my, car, <laughs> so my car died. Like, it just straight died on me. I'm driving on one-on-one, like, coming north. I get off on story, and I'm hitting – because it's like – it's I'll say about nine – about nine-ish, like, probably, like, close to nine-ten. So I'm like, oh, I'm great time. I'm getting off the exit. That shit is around the corner. No problem. Bro. When I tell you, as soon as I got off the off-ramp, this car got in, got in front of me before I got to the off-ramp. Got in front of me, started driving extra slow. We going up the shit. I'm driving, next thing I know, I'm like, my steering wheel got tight. I'm like, what the fuck? I look at my dash, all everything's off. Like, I look at my fucking, all of my dash, radio, all that dead, just fucking dead. I had to fucking muscle man my car onto the side of the fucking goddamn shit, right? And that's when I... I group chat all you guys and show you i'm like what the fuck my fucking car battery died by the time i hit y'all was like 9 15 so i waited a few minutes because i'm thinking like i can start this bitch right back up fuck it no none of that shit car just straight died just straight died fuck call triple a this dude came he fucking said that i got a connection problem between the cord and the battery so it's like i need basically a new cord and fucking bolt shit that's what he's saying I'm going to get that cord and shit, get the cords for the battery connection and stuff, but I'm also going to go check that alternator, go see what's up with that alternator, too. <laughs> so I'm uh just cover all my bases, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's when I got all that shit and it got all finished, and I got to the field, what, it was about 10.45, 11, something like that? Yeah, about 10.40. So I get there at 9.30, and I'm kind of circling around because I don't know whether or not I have to go pick up K or not. So I'm just kind of circling around the uh, the ice rink, just going down the streets and everything. And just Kay tells me, hey, the AAA guy's coming. Um, I'm going to try and get there before the game starts. Uh, just grab the credentials and get set up. I was like, all right, cool. So I go in, I get everything or get my credentials and the parking pass and stuff like that. Kay has to get his own with his ID and stuff like that when he gets there. But I walk in to uh, basically where the media room was going to be, the post-game media room and stuff at least. Um, I walk in there and there's nobody there. I'm literally the first one in the building. And I'm looking around going, okay, this is odd. I mean, because Mr. Fan told us that the will call window opens at 9.30. And usually everybody's in the media room or whatever by like 9.45, 10 o'clock. So when I got in there, and nobody was there. It surprised me. So I'm in there and I'm, you know, kind of putting my stuff down. Don't really know what to do at this point. So I'm just kind of setting up. And I see Mr. Fan walk in, talk to him a little bit. He's setting up. He's like, oh, yeah, this is uh, where everyone comes in to kind of get their stuff ready and warmed up before they go out on the field. I was like, ah. He's like, yeah, so you can go up to the press box. And, do and I thought about it going. I could have gone onto the field during the time when 
everybody was warming up, like the the pregame warm-ups and everything else like that, the ones when they're not in pads. I was thinking about it, oh, fuck, I could have gone over there and did all that and taken pictures and done all that, yet my mindset was going, I need to be in gear just because I thought there was going to be like pregame interviews, like before the game, I thought that was going to happen, that didn't end up happening. So getting to learn the whole process of what they do <laughs> for the media and everything else like that was a little bit awe-inspiring because I was just thinking about, all right, now I know what we can do. Now I know what, um, like, the times and when everybody go or where everybody goes and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was about 10, 45, 11 when you finally showed up. Um, fine, K. He, we get his credentials. We walk in. We get into the warm-up room, and that's when I hear I, – I can't remember who it was. I just know that his voice sounded stupid familiar. And I feel like he's on, like, KNBR radio or something else because his voice sounded really familiar. And he was talking a lot about some other thing. He was at a game, you know, the night before or something like that. Shit, I'm going to tell you so the that, part Josh missed. The part he was uh-huh. saying that Josh missed, he said that he played with Melo at Syracuse. He said he was a part of that team. He said he's he's playing because they was talking about this is how they got to all the other shit. They was talking mm-hmm. about how now everything's pretty much politically correct, and they were saying how you can't say Syracuse Orange Man no more. You know what I'm saying? They just call him, like, the Orange and stuff like that. And because he went to Syracuse and so did this other girl. And they were talking about that. And they were just saying, like, how uh, he played for Syracuse with Melo and that squad. And I'm like, like, damn, he do look familiar. Like, when he said it, I looked. I was like, what the hell? Because, to be honest with you, when I got there, the meeting room still wasn't full. People still was trickling in. Like, mm-hmm. they still was trickling in. So it's like he was one of the people that trickled in. And they was talking like that. And I'm just like, I'm like, damn, you play with them? I'm like, and you doing this stuff now? I'm like. I mean, that's dope as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you still doing you in sports and stuff like that. And there are a lot of athletes who end up doing, you know, the sports analytical stuff, you know, later on. So I, I wish, I'm going to be honest with you, I wish we could have looked at him and be like, hey, uh, what is your name? Like, just started talking to him, kind of find out oh, more man. about him. Because that would have been <laughs> interesting to have him on the show and be like, hey, what was I playing with Mel at Syracuse? Or something like that. Like, just something crazy like that. But, I mean, again, this was an entire learning experience for us. It's the first time I've ever done anything like this. I, I'm sure it's the first time Kay's really done anything like this to this capacity. Um, so we finally go out on the field, and they're doing uh, the pregame warm-ups and everything like that through uh, with the pads on and all that stuff. We get onto the field, you know, getting things set up, and Kay – told me how self-conscious he was feeling on the field. And I'm like, why are you feeling self-conscious? And he <laughs> brought up the lens. The fact that everybody had that big old fucking tube at the end of their cameras. No, I was more than saying that for the fact of the great shots they about to get. It wasn't the fact mm-hmm. of the size of the lens. I'm saying the, the type of lens and the, the shots they about to get. Cause I'm saying, yeah. I was saying that mine is just, it's not like, it doesn't get in there like theirs. 
That's what I was saying. Like, look how big the motherfuckers is in the Zoom. That Zoom, they can get in there and they get yeah. great shots. And some of them with the wider lens, they get bigger. They got bigger wide, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, radius. God damn, I'm hot. In my mind, I'm saying it right, but nah, I just, it won't come the fuck out. It's all good. That's what happens. But, but we get on the field and, you know, we're taking as many pictures as we can. And, um, it's, they introduce the team. Um, at this point, Mr. Fan comes and grabs me, uh, says, hey, I'll uh, walk you over to the press box. I said, okay, cool. Because one of us had to be in the press box. One of us had to be on the field. Kay had all the equipment from the pictures and stuff. So I was like, all right, yeah, you're definitely on the field. So I get up to the press box. And I did not know that in the press box, they basically have somebody that at the end of the drive would basically call out on the little, they have a little speaker up there and they would tell everybody in the press box that drive was a six play drive, 60 something yards, however many minutes, this person made a touchdown, this person, blah, 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 blah. I didn't know they had that. And on top of that, I was sitting right directly behind the San Jose State radio broadcast of the game. So I was listening to them. I was listening and looking around to the the people in the press box. Obviously, some of them were for Fresno State, other ones were for San Jose State, other ones were neutral. On my left, directly in the box next to me, I believe it was the radio broadcast for Fox Sports. So the FS1 for uh, for Fox Sports. And then the broadcast booth on my right had the television broadcast on FS1. So I'm looking at there, I'm looking at there, I'm like, okay, this is how everything, you can hear everything on the field. You can hear everything on the field, you can hear uh, everything in the stands. Uh, it's just, the atmosphere, it's very quiet. Not a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of reaction. Like if there was a great, we saw a couple of really good plays, um, especially by uh, Malik Miller, uh, number 80 on San Jose State. He had a couple of really good catches that everybody in the press box was like, oh, shit. And then that other one was the quarterback. Um, I think it was, was it Nick Nash. Or I forgot. Well, it was Nick Nash or something, something. Nash is his last name. Number 16. Oh, Nash, 17? So, uh, 16. 16. Starkle, Starkle yeah, 17. that motherfucker jumped over. Uh, he jumped yeah. over the backer. Woo! <laughs> hey, that, hey, I was like, shit. I, <laughs> I couldn't get the shot because I was hitting the button for the continuous shot. So I was holding the button. So it was get, it was shooting, but I was like, shit. I, I was looking at the shit. I know I didn't get it because the fucking, I know I didn't get that shit. I know it, but I'm going to look. I'm still looking through pictures. I had almost a thousand pictures. I'm still going through them, still combing through them bitches, but I'm still putting the video together too. So, and then so looking at the game, and the game is it, it, it itself is uh, is kind of a struggle. Uh, it really did seem like in the beginning of the game, uh, the San Jose State defense was playing with a lot of cushion. Well, turns out Fresno State's offense is pretty fucking prolific uh especially given that the quarterback for president what do you throw for 500 yards and five tights hey jake was surgical with that bitch i 
Hey, Jake was out there. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. Shout out to San Jose State. I really appreciate y'all, but boy, Jake was out there surgical as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. He was out yeah, there was. slanging that pig. Matter of fact, I got the stats right here. What he, I'm gonna tell you exactly what he finished with. Jake was out there slanging that some bitch. They, they gave us literally the full entire breakdown of every. So that was another thing that I noticed when we were in there. All of this, all of the, the, the media notes, how thick these packets are. This, this packet right here is the game notes. Every single play that happened during the game from play number one all the way to the very last play is all reported in this pack. And then they had they gave us obviously the uh, the the rosters, full rosters right here, um, news that's going on in the in the Mountain West Conference, like everywhere else. Uh, it was a game notes for, for for the team and everything else like that. It's just the yeah. amount of so, preparation that <laughs> these guys really actually go through is pretty fucking intense. So what Jake, did you throw for? Jake Hayner, Jake Hayner, he went for uh, 27 for 36. He had 343 and four tutties. He was surgical with that bitch. Four of them tutties. Yeah, he had some throws that were just like there was nothing the DB could do at that. There was nothing that they could do. Uh, I mean, so in the beginning of the game, uh, at least in the first quarter, Fresno State was just getting big chunks of yardage through you know the run game and the short passing game. They ran a lot of screens that turned into fucking eight, nine, ten plus yard games. Yeah, throughout that whole thing. Um, Fresno State, their first drive made it look pretty easy. 10 plays, 75 yards. Um, San Jose State uh, took possession after that. Kyrie Robinson was having himself a hell of a first half. Uh, the kid was he was bowling people over, catching ball out of the backfield, getting yards, um, doing everything that he should do. And then <laughs> I think they got uh, – they got three points after that, ended up getting the ball back, and then Starkle got stripped. Um, that was recovered by President. Starkle was hurt early, but he, he ended up coming back in, which, Yo, you know, again, showed a lot of trouble. They, they, were, they were hurting him. He still managed to throw for, what, almost 250? Yeah, but that play that he that play he got hurt, they smashed my boy, yeah. man. They, they sm- I was hard. like, damn. Ah, bro, I grimaced. I grimaced a little bit. I was like, damn. You knew he was in pain. Man, they combo yeah, no. hit that boy. It, it, that was some crazy shit. It was two big-ass dudes. I'm like, man, they just bust through the line and <laughs> smashed him. I was, ugh. So it just, it just continues as the game goes to get, you know, at the end of the first quarter, it was 7-3. to three. At the end of the second quarter, going into halftime, it was 23-9. to nine. Like, it was just – consistently getting worse and then at the end of the half just penalties were killing San Jose State Um, and one of the main things is Fresno State was destroying them on third down they owned the third down like Fresno State ever got the third down literally at this point it was like 10 times out of 10 
you know, to be generous, nine times out of ten, they were going to get the third down conversion, no matter what the yardage or the distance. I mean, you just said like that. You can just see what they did on thirds. Yeah, but I, <laughs> so there's so much here. But then I have my game notes and everything here that I took. Uh, third down conversions, the they were seven for 13. And Seven for, yeah, yeah. and crucial so points in the game. For 15. Yeah, so winning third third down battle, and then they had that trick play that was like a reverse that turned into a pass back to the quarterback that turned in that he passed it back to the wide receiver, back to the running back or whatever, and took off. San Jose's defense had no idea what was going. on. They were super discombobulated on that play and just walked it into the end zone. And then fourth quarter, Fresno putting salt on the wound, just continuing to put a beat down on the Spartans. And just Fresno State ended up winning the game in the battle for the Valley Trophy, 40-9. to um, So at the end of the game, you got you know, a couple of Fresno State players, they run straight to the – to the trophy, which, by the way, this is a big fucking trophy. Massive trophy. Um, they run over there, but as they run over there on the field, um, there's a, uh, like a fight. Like, people were like trying to fight each other and shit like that. So there's a scrum in the middle of the field, and then that stopped, and then Fresno State started celebrating, and they all went, what? It was just a whole it was a whole thing, but from the experience of the fans and then experiencing everything on the field and then being in the press box, getting a text from Kay going, my battery died for my camera. Like, <laughs> like the car died and now the camera died. Oh, how, how much of the game were you over in that tent charging your stuff? Oh, I'm basically missed the fourth quarter. <laughs> Yeah, I missed the whole fourth quarter. I'm not even gonna lie about that. I heard the game from the tent. Cause when I came when I came down from the press box, it was like I wanna say it was like uh, eight minutes left in the game. I told Mr. Fan, I was like, Yeah, hey, I'm just gonna go ahead down the field, the game's pretty much over. So he's like, Yeah, no problem. So I go down on the field and I'm looking for K. I'm like, Where the fuck is K? He's not on either side of the field. He's not on the other sidelines. It's like, where the hell is he at? So I'm going in, and as I'm down on the field, I'm just taking some extra pictures. And I took a video that I ended up posting up on the, on Twitter of uh, Starkle. He threw a ball to the corner of the end zone that was intended for uh, DC or DC. And ball came up, and as I'm filming, I can literally, I literally watching the ball come straight at me. And you can see in the video going like at the last second, I was like, "Oh fuck!" And I put my, <laughs> I had to put the phone down in order for me to basically block the ball from hitting me in the nuts. So the ball basically came in, it skipped, and I moved, and it hit me in the stomach, and then went to the corner. Are oh, you fumble? It hit me. I didn't even have to catch it. I had the fumble. I had the camera here. I had the camera here. The ball came up and I moved. Pow! Had I not had the camera in my hand, I would not been filming. Then, you know, 
that might have been a different story. But I was over here thinking that Deese was about to make this crazy-ass catch. And by the time the ball was in the air, he wasn't even looking where it was. By the time he turned around, the ball had already hit. But I'm looking at it going, that ball's coming right for him. (laughs) (laughs) And to put it there, I was like, oh, shit. Um, So that was a nice little moment. Um, But then after that, I went in, saw it at the tent, and uh, uh, went to the tent with Kay. He was getting all his stuff charged and everything else. And then we were right across from where Fresno State, basically, they were in their locker room celebrating with the trophy and everything else like that. And then um, we decided we ended up going to the um, the post-game press conference for San Jose State. Um, but before we did that, we walked, on to the, walked back onto the field, took a couple of pictures and everything else like that. Um, before we headed to the press conference. Well, when we got into the press conference, we were a little late. You know, Coach uh, Brennan was already on the standing, already talking and everything else like that. Um, so we got there in a little bit late. We asked him a few questions. Um, Nick Starkle, Kyle Harmon, uh, Tyler, Tyler Nevins. Uh, <laughs> we got to talk to all of those guys. Um, but it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. The guy who was in in front of me who was asking like the majority of the questions. Yo. My boy was going. He was going for the jugular on some of these questions. Bro. <laughs> he was going for and he, you could say, I don't know if Kay caught it, but there were a couple of questions that he asked where I literally looked at him like, really bro? No, I like, ain't catch your I ain't catch your reaction. I was just focused like, on I was like, hold on, that's the question you're going to ask? This dude is – you can see the emotion on these players' face. It meant a lot to him. You know, everything that went on, you know, to go senior day, last game of the season, out like that, you know, it was it was tough for these guys. But some of his questions was just like, wow, you're really not watching the game, are you? <laughs> like, it's a, obviously they know what happened, but why did it – Oh, sorry. How come that play ended up the way it did? You know those typical, like, just negative questions mm-hmm. that you just like. You see them on TV all the time. Like when when the media asks a question that the player just looks at them like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like that shit happens. That's literally what was happening. So, so any question that I asked, I was trying to be kind of like, you know, I get shit didn't go your way. We understand that. You know, that's fine, but. You know, trying to give these guys a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, going like, fuck, don't forget what you guys have accomplished here these last, you know, few years at San Jose. Like, the seniors especially going undefeated last year um, during the regular season, getting to a bowl game, winning the conference, you know, everything else. Like, that's no small feat. That's something San Jose hasn't done in a very, very long time. You know, ending ending the year ranked in the top twenty five. That's something San Jose State has not done in a long, long time. So it's just like don't let any of that really, you know, be taken away from. So it's just kind of seeing, and, and you know, some of these questions. Once we get to another point, because we'll, I want to keep building on this. I want this to be something that we do a lot especially whether it's at, back at San Jose State to where we now have a relationship 
you know, with Mr. Fan and with, uh, with everybody else down over there at San Jose State, getting a couple of more of those games and stuff like that under our belt. And then, you know, going to the next level or different schools, you know, whatever it be, just covering different areas. Um, we're going to see those types of questions over and over and over again. And I'm sure. And, well, and I really do think it's because as an athlete, as a former athlete, you kind of, you feel for these guys. You know, you felt losses and wins and all that kind of stuff when you've seen hey. days that didn't end up whatever. But speaking of like, that, speaking of that, that's how I asked Harmon that question. Like I was a, a player talking to another player. Like when I asked my question, it was it was so informal. Like it's not even funny. Like I, it was just not formed the right way for a media to be forming questions. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm, and, I mean, but that, I feel that's like what we for, don't want to be though. True, but that's why I say I feel like our progression. Our progression it will start just based off of us making a name for ourselves for these different events that we have coming up. Like mm-hmm. we have in January doing the thing with Leslie. And then yep. already Jabari already offered us on here last episode about doing a game at Mountain House. You know what I'm saying? So that right there in itself, like, you know what I mean? Oh, that could build us a name in itself. Yeah. Well, that and it builds a name. Because they're going to be definitely telling other people about it and then get other exposure. And they'll just see your work based on for us doing this and posting the stuff and showing people what we're doing. So that'll that'll make our name different from everybody else because we have things that we're doing coming up. So we're able to make that name and people are able to to, uh, vocalize how good or how different we are compared to all these negative people like how Buddy was trying to be. (laughs) Like for real, so, I mean, again, the questions that, and I, and I tried to, I don't know if you, I mean, I'm pretty sure you caught up to it, but whatever I tried to do is like, I tried to ask them like maybe one or two questions. And then at the end of it, give them like a comment, be like, especially with the seniors, like with Nick, um, with, uh, Tyler, um, Kyle was still a junior. I think, he, and I think he, he made it clear that he was coming back next season. Yeah. Um, so talking to Nick and Tyler, being able to let them know, like, hey, you know, it sucks to go the out the way you, you went out, but just, you know, realize that you're appreciated here at San Jose State. And, you know, nobody can take away what you guys have accomplished. You're just kind of reassuring them, like, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And Tyler, that kid, he, he's going to be an NFL For what team, I don't know, but he's going to be an NFL for sure. There's, there's no question about it. Nick, I mean, he made it kind of clear in the, in the, the post-game conference that he doesn't really know what's going to happen with him right now. You know, obviously he has NFL um, aspirations, but, you know, he was saying, like, you know, it's time to grow up. Somebody send me a book on adulting. I need to get to just trying to figure out what the next step for him is. So, you know, just letting him know whatever the next step may be for you. You know, just realizing the time here and everything special and don't let it eat you up because that's what those media questions do. They just make, they just make the situation even worse. So we just tried to be like, that's the question I asked for Tyler, just to ask him, you know, reflect on your time here. Now, don't worry about 
what just happened. Be like, hey, remember the good times. What, what happened here that you're never going to forget? And he went into full detail on from the time he first showed up at San Jose State to his fifth year, senior year here. Up in that point, he said he loved every bit of it. You know, he thanks Coach Zoe and all the coaches, all the teammates and stuff like that that he's had. You know, full on thing. Because at this point, especially when you know the season's over and there's not much you can really do about anything else, to get the questions that they were getting, it's just like you're just rubbing salt in the wound. You're just making the hole even bigger, you know, for them to get out of instead of leaving them with a positive note being like, hey, you guys will be fine. You know, you're making them think, shit, you know, what could have happened? You're making them overthink. So hopefully we can become um, a crew that, I mean, we have to be not afraid to ask tough questions when they need to be asked, but it's kind of like read the room, you know, it's kind of like we need to understand how the other person that we're talking to is feeling right now. So it's kind of like, we got to know when to ask tough questions. We got to know when to be like, oh, we just need to be, give him some space to clear his head or whatever it is like that. But just the overall experience being able to uh, know how they, I didn't know that basically the media, if you have a media pass at, at the end of the game or at halftime or at the very beginning, whatever, we can literally can go on the field and take pictures with like right when the game was over, media people from the sideline were all on the field. He was running on the field taking videos, pictures, whatever it was. And I'm like, okay, I'm not I'm not used to that. I thought we were supposed to be on the sideline the whole time. No, these motherfuckers are running out there, like getting in the shit, taking pictures, taking videos. So I'm just like, okay, then we need to be more, or at least me or whatever, us as a whole need to be more aggressive that when it kind of comes time to, for us to be on the field to take those types of pictures again, we can't be afraid to just fucking run in there and take it. The worst thing that could happen is us is them telling us, hey, get off. You can't be on the field at that point. Okay, fine. We know when we're slowly learning when we can, when we can't be on the field. But just being more aggressive to get those shots – I think will benefit us later on in the future, but the whole experience in itself um, was it was eye opening. We got to we got to see Jabari when we first got there. Talked to him a little bit. Uh, we said happy birthday to Coach Zoe. That was basically it. He ran off. He was full focus mode. We both saw that. <laughs> we saw him. So it was kind of like, all right, we can't have a full conversation with him just yet because we know where his mind is at. Um, during the game and then after the game I saw him you know said happy birthday happy Thanksgiving and stuff again but then he uh, he had to go obviously because he's got uh, his family and stuff like that but he spent his Thanksgiving um, over there with um, but again like the whole experience itself was was pretty eye-opening and seeing every aspect of the game I even talked to the, the FS1 camera guy um, for a minute and asked him, like, hey, you know, he's like, yeah, they give us, they give us a uh, sound bites and stuff like that. They tell us, hey, you know, 
if we're not already catching something or if we already haven't noticed something, they'll tell us in a, a quick camera or whatever over to, over to this sideline, over on this player, or over on this part of the stands or whatever. He's like the communication that they have there is also – and they're also, I believe, listening to the game over their earphones so they can kind of, as they're hearing the game, to gauge what it is that needs to be shown. So if, like, the announcers are talking about a certain thing or a certain player, the camera guy knows, all right, let's be on this guy since that's who they're talking about. You know, let's be on this guy. And so it's learn seeing the whole production on how everything goes. It's pretty fucking crazy. It is pretty crazy. But I am super happy that we were there. I'm glad that we got to experience the whole thing. Magic, you are going next one we go to. You will be with us. I am most definitely. I do know that this was that was last minute because we really didn't even know. I didn't even know this was going to be a thing until Sunday, you know, the Sunday before. Because mm-hmm. they had put up uh, Leslie and Gunner Sports and all that. They put up something that, uh, you know, bring if you need, want tickets to the game or anything else like that, let us know. And I just put up, I was like, hey, you know, let us know how much the tickets are. It'd be cool if we can, you know, maybe go to the game or something, just as fans and getting mm-hmm. respect to seeing the game or whatever. And then Leslie came up with the whole, hey, get a hold of Mr. Fan for the immediate credentials so that you guys can just go. And so we didn't know till we didn't know till Sunday that it was a possibility. And then I didn't find out until Tuesday evening that we were even going to be accepted for yeah. the immediate credentials. So there's super last minute. I completely understand that. Um, next time, though, hopefully we'll be able to get a little bit further ahead of time so that we can be able to schedule our own plans and stuff like that out of it. But again, like as you guys can see here, just all of this, how thick all of this stuff is. So you can, this is literally a book that you can basically cut out of all the preparation, news, everything. So basically what we're going to be doing Anytime that we get an opportunity to do something like this, uh, we want to show the listeners and viewers everything. We want to show you guys all access for um, how everything's done um, from production to press. Because, again, we're not the typical press. We're not the typical media. We're something different. That's what we strive to be. That's what we want to be. Um, we want to give a different perspective. We don't want to be robotic and all of our stuff. Um we want to, in the interviews that we have, again, like, like I said before, we want to be able to read the room. We want to be able to ask questions that are actually relevant, um, that actually mean something, not just something that's just, you're looking for a fucking soundbite. Because that's really what some of these negative questions that the media gives these guys are. They're just trying to get soundbites. They're trying to get a reaction so that, oh, hey, this type of reaction gets views, gets likes, whatever it is. You know, that's basically all that they're named for. It's, you know, just for a reaction. We don't want to do that. We want to be, you know, giving questions and asking questions um, that are genuine and actually make sense and actually mean something to the player and to the viewer or listener who might be listening or seeing. 
you know, so we're going to get better. We're going to know even more about what we're going to do. Uh, we have a, a small taste of what it's like. And uh, hopefully, I mean, another Spartans um, uh, season is over. Uh, but hopefully we'll be able to do uh, more games for them, uh, be able to keep and maintain that relationship, um, and then expand, you know, go to different colleges. Maybe Sacramento State, they just won the Big Sky uh, Conference over there in, uh, uh, for the FCS. Uh, so, you know, maybe going over to Sacramento State, talking to them, or just whoever, wherever, whenever, you know, just getting more and more and more experience under our belt. So eventually – we're getting to the professional level. You know, we want to be, you know, doing media over there at Levi. Before this, we were talking about, you know, for Mad Sticks' birthday, heading down over there to Dallas and, you know, possibly getting media credentials for that. That would be fucking dope. It, you know, if not, we'll be there as fans. But um, not of the team. Just, you know, there's only one fan in this whole trio here for that team. And best believe me and uh, – do you know the schedule? We don't know the schedule for next year. No, not sure. No. Uh, it's probably going to be some team that we can't even root against the Cowboys because the other team we hate too. <laughs> it's going to be something. And we might play the Niners next year. We played them last year. We might get a Niners game next year in Dallas. If, if, y'all, get, if y'all get a Niners game in Dallas and that's the one we go to, or that's the one that's around your birthday and that's the one we go to, that's going to be cool. Or we might get Tampa. We can go out there, you know, beat Tampa at home. Yeah, I right. do it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got to any indulge that bull. We both know that's a lie. We both know that's a lie. Hey, speaking of speaking of Dallas, I was just all right. So I went to a scrimmage Saturday, right in series, mm-hmm. and this dude that was on the team. On everything I love, this man had number four and everything. This boy looked dead on Dak Prescott, bro. <laughs> on everything I love, I should have took a picture with Buddy. He looked dead, dead on Dak Prescott. When you get up on him and he smile, he don't look nothing like Dak Prescott. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, he got his hat on and you just see him on the sideline. He's like, hold on, the fuck is that Dak Prescott? What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> I'm telling you, he, he looked dead on Dak to me. Like everybody kept calling him that. But that's what that was funny though. Uh but yeah, Dak ain't got no he ain't got no smoke with Tom. Even Tom at 50 years old beat the shot Dak Prescott in the football game. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. That TV 12 treatment is something, huh? And that boy. Shit, we'll see this weekend, time. man. We fucking we don't like if we lose Thursday, then it's pretty much just like fuck it. I'm not even yeah, no hope. Yeah, that's a wrap. If we lose Thursday, you, you're gonna go for the yeah, Jets again. Hey, I'm still going. I've been going for the Jets. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> y'all, y'all going for that first overall again? That's what we looking for? <laughs> hey, shit, we won today. Nah, what's the name I getting that Jaguar. first? Uh, Detroit getting that first overall this year? <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. Detroit. Detroit. Y'all top five for sure, though. Oh, 16 and one. That's what they're going to be. Guaranteed. That was horrible. Like, I wouldn't even want to play no more. Like, if I just didn't win no fucking games, like, what's the point? Nah, I'd be out there playing like, hard as fuck. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd this be playing hard as bullshit. Fuck, at, least, at least I know I got a job here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, it doesn't feel crazy, boy. At least I know I got a job here. 
Shit, just stuck, <laughs> fuck it. You ain't got to get me out of here. I play real hard. Right. <laughs> hey, they've got an early access screening to um, that American underdog. That one with Kurt Warner? Mm-hmm. Mm. Early access screening December. You gonna call the man bad boy on public in public? The Marshall Falk, bro. You need to watch that before everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You need to watch. They give you a lesson. You need to watch that like it's school. Like this is Kurt Warner and learn. Just take a picture of him in the grocery store scene. Send it to Marshall. Be like, hey, remember this? Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Bad boy comment. That hey, look, he got upset about that. That ain't even funny. <laughs> he got upset by that one. Said, you yeah, know, I'm hey, talking about a quarterback I'm like that. Man, look, giving the facts, Marshall. I'm just saying, it's telling you what he was. Because like, even he said in the very beginning, he didn't think Kirk was going to be shit. <laughs> he said hey, that. What's that, Drewski mean? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I, I ain't oh, going to which. By the way, this Sunday night game is just ugly. Are y'all watching this? Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm watching it. Yeah, <laughs> Baltimore, Cleveland. Yeah, it's ugly. It looks like it's like a typical AFC game, just boring as hell. Yeah, man. Oh, man, Baker ain't doing shit. Lamar ain't doing shit. That's crazy. Chubb ain't doing shit, which is good for me, fantasy wise. I'm gonna have to leave. Boogie to the Bucks. Boogie to the You shut up. Can we talk about We can obviously talk about it now. We're talking about it now. Boogie to the Bucks. Oh. DeMarcus Cousins, before we get off, DeMarcus Cousins went to the Bucks. And uh, Matt Sixier tells us after the news comes out, oh, yeah, I knew this about this a couple of weeks ago. I was like, what? Why didn't I was like could have said something and we'll just make it look like we're speculating or making it seem like we <laughs> like I don't know we could have did something I was like obviously we wouldn't have said shit but I I we completely understand where he's coming from you know don't want to ruin those friendships and stuff like that so wait you have you have jobs in Milwaukee now a couple times a year yeah yeah well good to go back to work. <laughs> Oh shit! We gotta get that's gonna be that's, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> Out there in Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Well, see, I'm be honest with you. We're getting sources. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. And you see, you see where John Wall is training now. You see where the summit is. Uh huh. Yeah. Is he going to Milwaukee now? We might, we might see him in the, Milwaukee. Just the summit, ain't, the summit ain't in Milwaukee. Where's that at? The summit is in New York. Oh, so what? He wants to go to Brooklyn? No. You're going to go to Brooklyn because fucking Kyrie's not playing for him? The summit is in New York. You might go to the Nets. I mean, not Nets, the fucking Knicks. God damn. I was going to say the Nets are Brooklyn. (laughs) I know. I was fucking up. I said, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, no, man. The Knicks. Why do you want to go to the Knicks? Why do you want to go to the Knicks? Why not? Why you act like the Knicks just that far off? I mean, those in playoffs. Those in playoffs this past year. Yeah. Also the bubble. 
No, it wasn't the bubble. It was regular playoffs. Oh, that's right. The last, oh, yeah, that happened again. Damn, dude, this COVID that's time. Back to back. All that's back up. to back. He is going to the playoffs. Why would they you did? not want to go to the Knicks? Yeah, they really? win the bubble too. Yeah, the Knicks is the Knicks is nice. Yeah, you tripping? They just they just Julius, Rand- to... Julius Randall over there. Uh, Derrick Rose. Randall's yeah, Derrick Rose. Good, yeah. yeah. Randall's good. I give him that. Robinson's good. I give him that. Yeah, like come is on. Is it Toppin? Toppin? Obi Toppin? Yeah. He's pretty dope. Bro, you you really sleep on the Knicks. And then uh, uh, Barrett, R.J. Barrett, R.J. Yeah. Barrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you speaking about the, the only Lakers, uh, the Lakers was playing the Pistons tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. The only reason why I know that many players on the team is because I was playing 2K and I got drafted to the Knicks. <laughs> That's the only reason why I know some of those players on the team. That is completely it. Detroit, <laughs> Detroit gonna have that boy playing. 12 minutes. He's going to play 12 minutes unless he's starting and they have him guarding LeBron. It's either one or two ways they're going to do it. They're either going to have him Simmons so far away from LeBron to where it won't even matter or they're going to just really have him guard LeBron the whole time and be like, they doubling down with the player. Like, that shit look egregious. We think he hit you too. Like, you just have that nigga guard him because he's getting LeBron hit. <laughs> Oh, we'll see where he ends up going. But again, I mean, doesn't doesn't help players, especially in the off season or whatever. They're not playing; they go to the summit to play or to practice. Not not all of them, but a good amount. Yeah, there's there's a good amount. That could that could just be that could just be like a spot that he just pulled up to to practice. Does that – I mean, does him going to the summit necessarily mean that he wants to play in New York? I mean, he, he played for Houston. Right. He obviously doesn't want to be Houston. And James Harden – Texas, Texas a, a little bit across the way from New York. Yeah, James Harden, the show got, got New York bound when he was ready to go to Houston. So instead KD of, went instead to New of York. Brooklyn, he might go to – KD the only reason why I say Brooklyn, the Warriors. Yeah. That's cut, cut. No, I'm saying when he got his surgery, he had went to New York. Okay. And he ended up signing with Brooklyn. If he if he goes to Brooklyn, it could possibly make sense because Kyrie's not playing. With him. That don't make sense. Or maybe fill that hole. That don't make sense. Kyrie's still in the contract. For now, man, I don't know what y'all that could change. About. That could change at the end of the season if the situation doesn't change for him. Yeah, you tripping, bro? Yeah. Who are they gonna get with Kyrie talent? What are they? They just gonna pay him not to nah, play? They can, they'll, they'll get rid of Kyrie before they keep him another year. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna another year, but I don't think they. If his vaccination situation ain't gonna. I mean, as long as he ain't getting vaccinated, he ain't playing this year. So why keep paying yeah. him? They've he already the vaccine, so you gotta just you gotta get rid of them at some point. Mm-hmm. Go to a they team or whatever that them. doesn't require you or their state or whatever doesn't require you to do it. Yeah, but it's not but just their state when they travel other places, he can't play too. Like San Francisco, yeah. you can't go play in the Bay. Uh LA, you can't play in LA. There's like certain stadiums, so 
You pretty much. And then now they got this new damn variant that it came out. This new one uh, with Omnicore. Mm-hmm. They got like thirty different variants here. They didn't found like South Africa, so this shit ain't going away no time soon. I don't think it's ever gonna go away. Be like the flu, it's just gonna stick around. Yep, and you just get your booster and shit. Call it a day. Keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, probably get like a booster. If, his, if, if Kyrie's situation, vaccination status stuff doesn't change, there's no way that that's keeping because why the fuck are they gonna pay him that much money to not do anything? doesn't make any yeah. sense to do that. Financially, for a team, it doesn't make any sense to do that. All under the pretense of, well, if he does, he could be good for the team. Like, it, at that point, it's how much money are you just going to throw down the drain before you just say, you know what, fuck it. We'll find somebody else. That's why I think John Wall going to, to replace him over there in Brooklyn might actually work. Yeah, but that's just with the intention that you think Kyrie just going to stick to the norm. You don't know what what he doing? I mean, I don't well, exactly. I don't know. I don't so know. I, what I, he's that's doing. why I, I'm gonna just morally just say, I feel like I don't think that's they gonna let that just go to waste. I don't think neither one of them. Are, I don't think neither one of those parties want that situation to go to waste. You know what I'm saying? Like, how deep do you think Kyrie is set in his way? I don't know, but I also know that he's learning and he's evolving. So he probably, you know, what I'm saying he probably learns some stuff, or he probably evolved and. Figure some stuff out. It's like you gotta let them figure it out. Everybody gotta figure it out. Very true. Well, I don't see. Uh, I don't see Russell. I don't see Westbrook staying with the Lakers this whole year either. Hell no. No. He's probably gonna get. He's probably either probably gonna get traded or. Yeah. Or he he's definitely not gonna be on the team next year. I don't think. Nah. It's just not a fit. I knew when Westbrook came to the team. I told you, Matt. Like, it's not going to make you guys any better. I think even you said it. It's not yeah. going to make the team any better. I think if anything, you said it was going to make it worse. That's kind too of many, what I'm uh, that's too, too many. You can't have too many fucking stars on one team. That shit just don't match. I mean, it's saying like the ball. Everybody wants. It's saying like video games where you can create your own shit, you know, and just dominate. (laughs) This is, you know, this real life shit. It don't work that way. I can't necessarily agree with that because LeBron was out for most of those games. Yeah, but it's just West. I I just even with LeBron in, it's just. Westbrook is going to get his points and everything, but a lot of his turnovers are coming real shitty times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Crucial like like points during games. He got to learn. It ain't like so. People also got to remember. You talking shit. He was on a team where it was all about him. I mean, he's a he's that type of talent. You can't deny his talent. It's more <laughs> the fact of Washington Wizards. They weren't gonna make the play. They didn't make the playoffs the year before Russell got there. They made the playoffs last year. Just say that. Yeah, I mean, made gone. the playoffs, but the one the year before, the year before Russell got there, they didn't make the playoffs. They was out. They was playing. They was trying to play for the bubble, but they. You know what I'm saying? They now, when we was in the bubble, uh, we won a championship in the bubble. No, I no, he's that. he's talking about when. When Russell I said went to the, the Wizards. Wizards. Oh, the Wizards. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I said the Wizards. Because Russell was on the uh, Wizards the year yeah. after the bubble. And they went to the playoffs. They lost, but they went to the playoffs. Like, people got to remember, like, he is impacting teams and stuff like that for turnovers and stuff. But, I mean, but again, he you got to learn. He doesn't, he doesn't need to be all of that on this team. All right. Well, that's why I say you got to learn. That's why I can't necessarily disagree because LeBron LeBron has played with motherfuckers that sorry shit and got them to the finals. Sorry. Like, these motherfuckers are sorry, and Russell ain't sorry. So that's why I can't necessarily disagree with that. As far as stars, it's like, yeah, at one point, everybody was a big shining uh-huh. star on that team. But everybody ain't that same person. Like, Melo ain't that same person, but he coming in and being very serviceable for the Lakers. Ain't yeah. nobody saying no, talking no shit about Melo in his game because he's been coming in getting buckets. I ain't oh, heard yeah, no yeah, one yeah, Laker yeah. Fan. I ain't heard nah. one Laker fan yeah, say nothing, nothing bad about Melo. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I can't necessarily say just a full of star shit. It's just more the fact of he got to learn how to play. He got to learn how to play with LeBron and AD and stuff like that. It's just more about they got to jail. Same thing. If they get rid of him, then they get rid of him. But at the same time, I necessarily just can't be like, oh, he ain't a fit. LeBron been hurt most of that time. And he just got back not too long ago. So they they got to be able to figure it out. LeBron, like, if you're going to say he one of the top players to ever play basketball, look at the people that you said before that. They got to figure out how to get pieces to work. You know what I'm saying? It take time. You know what I mean? That's all it is. It took a little bit of time. It's going to take more than, what, 20 games for them to be like, oh, we're going to go blast everybody. No, nah, it ain't like that. Hmm? I mean, we'll see. Long seats in the hood. We'll see. Well, everybody, thank you guys for hanging out with us again. The next episode that we're going to be having will be this Tuesday um, instead of Wednesday because uh, we know my manager's hit me. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're trying to figure out we're scheduling stuff, trying to get things out of the way. But for right now, um, we will be back with you guys on Tuesday, day after Monday Night Football, um, after the uh, the season wrap-up press conference on Zoom that we're going to have with Coach Brennan. So we'll be able to talk to you guys a bit about that, maybe even um, bring you some snippets to the episode um, from that press conference. Um, but, yeah. On Tuesday, we will see you guys then. Thank you guys once again for hanging out with us. Uh, I know we didn't talk much about Sunday Night Football because, uh, let's be honest, it's uh, been kind of a shitty game. Um, If you guys want to go check it out, go check it out. But I think the score is only 13-6 to right now. So, it is what it is. You might want to go to bed early tonight. Anyways, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Uh, For myself, JP. For Country K. For DJ Mad Sticks. We'll see you again. Deuces. Aloha.